Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson from Something to Wrestle With, and you're listening to the Awesome 80s Podcast. Roll Tide. Hello again, everybody. This is Michael from the Awesome 80s Podcast. We recorded an episode eight years ago, nine years ago, about They Live. It's got uh, it's got some wrestling influences in it. Uh, pl- please do enjoy. As far as like episodes that were most fun to do this one had art or the black cat in it and he literally breaks down into hysterics due to his massive quantities of red bull he just ingested i think his child was probably two or three months old at that point so i mean you can only do what you're gonna do and he ingested a bunch of red bull so please do enjoy uh it's probably the funner episodes that we did do thanks I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Go get her, Ray! Don't fuck with the babysitter! it, old boy, what are you barking at? What do you see? That's a real badge. I'm a real cop, but this is a real fucking gun. He's got a knife. <laughs> a knife? That's a knife. What's happening, hot stuff? Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Awesome 80s Podcast. This is Michael. This is Lawrence. How are you having? What kind of day? We're having an awesome day. Today, awesome. Uh, today we are joined by two of our closest friends, our little sisters at arms, our little sisters at arms, <laughs> our brothers, brothers. Our We're brothers. We're men. We're all men. Manly here. men. Uh, we have Dre. Hi, everybody. We have the Black Cat. Hey, everybody. And Black Cat, also known as Owen, or Art, if you're an old school uh, Awesome Eighties podcast listener. Uh, this week we've chosen to to join forces both with uh, the Mega Powers the Unite. The Mega Powers Unite. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, com, the old school wrestling podcast. And we're not flareshop.com anymore. Oh, no, we really are. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Elizabeth Savage podcast. <laughs> Son of a bitch. How's it going, guys? It's great. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here on your uh, podcast. Are you having an awesome day? I'm having an awesome day. So we've chosen which film? Uh, I'd like Trey to answer that. Trey, what, what film have we chosen? Well, we start. We found a, uh, a science fiction uh, movie. Some call it a dark comedy also, which I find disrespectful and insulting. <laughs> but we found a movie that is conducive to both wrestling and being awesome in the 80s. That would be the Roddy Roddy Piper vehicle, They Live. things want and why are they here you still don't get it do you boy? they have recruited the rich and the powerful they're running the whole show wake up they're all about you all around you <laughs> us to the truth take a look they are safe as long as they are not discovered i don't know what they are or where they came from but we gotta oh, stop them stay away from me what these are they have us look at them they're everywhere <laughs> 
owner. We have no other choice. I don't like this one. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business. Ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trap. This is what I say to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. Control us. You're sending some kind of signals on TV sets. I've got one that can see. Mama don't like tattletales. Now we start spilling some blood. Let's go. Push I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick it. I'm all out of bubblegum. Want to hear him say conducive twice? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about they live today. Uh, this is John Carpenter's classic uh, sci-fi uh, dark comedy movie uh, from uh, what year did this come out, guys? 1988. 1988. I find dark comedy offensive. I think you just said that, and yet you chose to repeat it. Well, I, I believe so, in it. Right. This was shot over a matter of eight weeks, I believe. I just, so I just thought it was funny that it was called the dark comedy. Like, I wish it would have been more comedy. No, it's filled with comedy. It is It stars our uh, action star Roderick George Toombs, better known to everyone as Rowdy Rowdy Piper. The hot rod. The hot Scott. From Canada. From Canada. I did not know that until today. <laughs> he's from Canada, right? <laughs> I did not know, yeah, yeah, did not know yeah, he's yeah. also possibly related to Owen Hart, although some people oh, on the... Uh, uh, according to many sites, he is Owen Hart's second cousin, and he has mentioned that many times. <laughs> Wait a minute, if he's related to Owen Hart, isn't he related to like all the twelve uh, other? Yes, no, but, no, just no, Owen. No, just Owen. He specifically only mentions Owen Hart. Why? He doesn't. I don't know. Why it's, doesn't he mention Keith? Did you get this from PWInsider.com and not WrestlingObserver.com or something like that? Uh, I'm sorry, it's a slant against my preferred. Uh, uh, Bruce. No, I actually found this on a lot of websites that. Talk about the movie career of Rowdy Piper, oh. and apparently <laughs> okay, when he does sense. interviews, he often references his cousin Owen Hart, and that is so absurd. And then I found a shoot interview he did where he talked about how upset he was about the Owen Hart death and blames Vince Russo, even though Vince Russo wasn't really around. He was with WCW. Yeah, yeah he still blamed Vince Russo. Uh, you can find it online. any problem in wrestling history. You can directly relate it to Vince Russo. He actually did a shoot in TNA. The shoot. A shoot in TNA about uh, how Vince Russo uh, ruined his life by killing his cousin Owens. I, I would like to, to let everybody that. know that uh, Disco Stu here, Lawrence, is a huge wrestling fan. So, um, you know, he he's an old and, school wrestling fan as well. And Mike is here too. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Mike is an interesting creature because he does not like to watch wrestling matches, but he loves wrestling documentaries. Mm, Which, if you listen to our Star Wars podcast, you're well versed that. Uh, I just watched the WCW, the, the rise and fall of WCW on Netflix streaming today. Who do you blame the fall of WCW on, Michael? Uh, Ted Turner. I think he's all Ted Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any one person to blame. It's just people, it's just a series of bad decisions on top of bad decision on top of bad decision. That's what it seemed like to me. Well, that's a yeah, fairly that's, accurate that's summary. That's a very accurate that, answer. You could have summarized what they tell you to think. It's a conspiracy theory. Oh, Jesse's in the house. Uh, this movie's most notable for its line, 
Ah, uh, I'll let Dre tell the line. When you think when you hear this movie and you've seen it, this, there's one line you go to. Well, the one line in the movie, and I'll, I'll do my impression, right. so I can just because I, I love to do impressions. It's, it's, it's inside of you. Okay. You got to get it out. Say it, baby. I came in this place to do one, two things. <laughs> I, that's somebody, I came no, in that's to else. kick ass no. and to chew bubble gum. That's somebody well, guess else. what? Sweet, sweet Sapphire just told me we all out of bubble gum. You're totally, off, you're totally off base. I apologize. Nope. That's somebody yeah. else. Oh, that was Dusty. Oh, okay. You're getting funky like a monkey. I was getting funky like a monkey. You're getting funky like a monkey with your like elbows. Let me tell you something, Tony Stavani. That is not the guy who did oh. said that line. Yeah. I love to, I'm, I'm going to let Mike uh, give out the line. Because I love to see the world. I got Putin boy. What's that? Hey, Hogan. Andre. Yeah. Yeah. Like Hogan. I got distracted focusing on the uh, on the impression of Andre. What was the line? I got two things. Uh, oh, okay. come on. What? I got so focused on Andre oh, here. Carlson came here to do two things. <laughs> Chew bubble gum and kick ass. Okay, now that the line is out, a line completely ablet. We can we can just start talking about the movie. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that you know it would have been everybody would have been jumping at the bit to say it. Right, I just said and now that way. we got it out of the beginning, now we can actually talk about right, this movie. Let's and so scene we see <laughs> they live. <laughs> spray paint and spray paint font across let's, the screen. Let's just kind of briefly just describe what the movie's about. Okay, and then we'll, we'll go, go back. I don't think that this is a movie where there's a lot of driving to do. We have to drive through a lot of plot points because there's really one plot point, and the movie very slow. Yeah, it's a very slow start. Um, it doesn't really kind of kick in until halfway through. Uh, which I find very strange, you know, kind of hard to watch. The if it wasn't for Ronnie Piper being in it, I don't think I would have watched it. Like, when you sit back and you think about the movie, you think yeah. about the moment he finds the glasses. But which is, like, more than point. halfway through yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I disagree. This is not one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> well, I know someone who will not be invited back for his movie opinion on the Awesome Ace podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, yeah, all right, so basically the essential plot point of the movie is... Up till the halfway point, you just see Roddy Piper hanging out in a hobo camp. Yeah. We'll discuss hobo camp later on. It's basically like Reaganomics, 80s recession going on. Yes. He's homeless, and he ends up in like this Hooverville kind yeah, of uh, yes. community, uh, uh, tent community, and he's living with homeless people. And, uh, Including Red. You know, oh, 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 yeah. as, as time goes on there, he, he notices that there's something strange going on. Things aren't right. Something's afoot. There's these crazy cable stations taking over the homeless television sets. There's secret broadcasts going on. There's people running in and out of this church across the street. The the choir is on a a cassette tape. It's definitely a front for something. We don't know what yet. Here's... And I I said this. Me and um, Mr. Carlson here just watched the movie uh, right before uh, we came over here. And I said this. It felt up until he found the sunglasses that they were setting up for the 86 crack conspiracy in, in South Central. <laughs> the, the, the government created crack to ruin the black community. <laughs> and the CIA... It, 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 it was, oh. I think it was filmed on the same set as Menace to Society. Right. <laughs> my, my exact <laughs> note is Boys it has a 1986 crack feel to it. Yeah. Or colors. Remember the movie? Yeah. Oh, yes. I was thinking, yeah it was like Robert, same, Robert Duvall. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of felt like with, especially with the church conspiracy yeah. and the trucks, and you're like, yeah. I, I was thinking, even knowing what the movie's about, this is about distributing crack to the ghettos. I yeah. mean, it was just, it kind of had this dark feel. Yeah. Uh, it turns out, not about that at all. No, I was no. completely off base. Nope. So Did we he, clarify that he was just sort of a drifter, and that's how he ended up in... Well, I think, I think when you say he's in hobo camp... Because okay. he went to a construction site looking for work. Non-union, he's non-union. 
Yeah, that's not fly in my world. Did you and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So he goes and he asks the, uh, what do you call it, the foreman? Yeah. The shop steward. And the shop steward says, hey, this is a, this is a union right. job. And then he looks over, the camera pans over to uh, a bunch of guys, you know, screwing off. They're not working. Uh, so no, 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 no. They panned over to a bunch of... Uh, Mexicans. Mexicans. Some so it's, it's, I don't know if it's a dig on unions and uh, it's it was a racial not, it was more of a racial dig no, than it, a... Yeah, yeah. I, I know how this scene went down, guys. Okay, so he goes to the foreman, he goes to the foreman and he says, hey, I want a job. And the, and the foreman's like, screw this dirtbag, I'm not giving this guy a job. And he's like, no, this is a union job. And then Piper Piper looks over and sees a bunch of Mexicans standing around Obviously working. Obviously not union. Obviously not working. And he turns to the foreman and he goes, oh yeah? Well, let me talk to the shop steward then. And then he kind of got the uh, foreman out in the corner, and the foreman's like, "All right, you can start on Monday." But no sleeping no here. Hold on, no sleeping here. Oh, you go. And then we see hot rod. <laughs> let me hot rod with his shirt off. Let me, sweat. let me first take Sweaty. a pause and explain. First of all, as from a union family, everything that Mike just said was correct. How does he know this? He's a Dago. Dude, I don't this is not we do not promote racism on this could show. You, by the way, explain, not on our podcast. Could you, could you explain what I just said to him? Because he's Cause I have no idea what these terms He's mean. he's he's going on the he's trying to put across the fact that so, because yeah. I'm Italian, I'm hooked up to the union laws and I can read the teachers. Alright, alright, we don't right. need to go into this right now. That's a stereotype and I don't appreciate it. I actually believe that that whole se- uh, sequence of events was not Included on the Star Wars podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. So, this is the first time even our listeners are, are hearing your lack of knowledge of the Italians. So, I, I would guess you think all this man does is he gyms, he goes to the gym, he tans, and he does laundry. I was just talking about You're describing drag. Right? Is that what you said all of you have done in the last week since the last time we spoke about Italians is watch Jersey Shore. Exactly. I think you went home and you actually you're already at home. I think I you isn't he season season it all. Season you know what I'm looking for? Tomorrow is WrestleMania, everyone, when we're recording this. And I'm looking most forward to Snooki. Snooki's debut. Uh, by the way, uh, Snooki is uh, she's going for the full time gig. Wrestling? Uh, yeah, she wants to be a diva. Too bad. That has a shorter career than uh, <laughs> yeah. the MTV it, reality it. star. Oh, that's a bad pull. Uh, let me see. What? I was hoping you'd pull like some obscure short wrestling career. I no. Not. Just, just, completely just Thank you. Thank you. He saved your ass. Okay. So, back to Big Live. Piper had his shirt off and it was hot. <laughs> All right, Piper's, so, Piper's working hard for a living. He's sweating uh, out in the California sun. Basically, his shirt off. And, it, and Frank's checking him out. Frank's checking him out. Uh, <laughs> uh, California, because I saw palm trees. No, I'm not saying take it off. Oh, but that was later in the movie. Oh, sorry. Uh, so later in the movie, though, I saw the small package. One, two, three. I saw the Twin Towers. Later in the movie, I think it might have been filled in. Actually, that, no, that was not the Twin Towers. Oh, okay, that, so, was, that was the Los Angeles skyline. Oh, okay, okay. Continue. Uh, I'm glad that you brought up the heartbreak of 9/11 on this. <laughs> something that we're all very sensitive about in this room. Never Moving on, Andre. I don't want to. Get it. Okay, so um, Piper's working hard at the construction oh, area. Uh, he comes back after a hard day's work, back to the uh, homeless shanty, and uh, well, he gets night, invited by Frank. 
Yeah, he gets yeah. invited by Frank back to the homeless shanty, and they're sp- spending the night there. And uh, basically, um, at night, there's this raid. The police come in and start hassling the uh, homeless people, push them around, beating up the people from the church. And then they come in, and there's this full-on, like, L.A. riot-style, like, Rodney King, like, beatdown of all these homeless people. That scene was awesome. That scene was awesome. It's like the police come in with barricades and machine guns and just start He won't talk about people. 9-11, but he enjoys being a homeless people? <laughs> One thing I thought was funny is when, movie. when the guys come in with the right gear, like, yeah. just, like, the whole, like, the... The hobo people like bumping into him and like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, those are like zombies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, these are real LA cops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like homeless zombies. You touch them and they fall down. Um, <laughs> That's I mean it's, it's so passive compared to the the, the later one. Yeah. Like when they have that raid later yeah. on. The later the later one they, they fight back with machine guns yeah. and shit like that, but they still get blown away. I want to ask Lawrence if mm. in the scene with the homeless people, did you happen to see Nancy Botwin anywhere? I did not. Okay, I thought... I enjoy your reference. I'm, I, I've now allowed you back into my friend circle. Okay, okay. If I had T-Mobile, I would add you back to my top five. Okay. <laughs> Two seconds ago when you shit on 9-11, I was not going to let that happen. Uh, okay, so the homeless people were you destroyed. Go, uh, <laughs> the homeless people were quite destroyed, but they were definitely... Their, their homes, their little tents were destroyed, their community was destroyed, and they were kind of uh, displaced. Well, so the next morning, I get the feeling that this was an illusion to take people's mind away from the raid that they were doing on the church across the street. Maybe, maybe that's a good point, Mike. I never thought about uh, that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, there's a line in this, this scene before the homeless people were destroyed, where uh, they were talking, and he goes, uh, uh, "You got to have, you, you ought to have more patience with life." Well, I'm all out of patience. <laughs> well, Classic Piper line. Uh, yeah. In this scene, I guess we'll just, I was going to wait, but I guess we'll There's start. a lot of harmonica in this movie, in this scene. Well, a lot of harmonica. There's, lot, there's a lot of harmonica in this whole damn movie. Yeah, let's be slamming harmonica. Let's talk about George Buck Flowers. Yes. Think, let's do. The homeless guy. By the way. Our previous film. Uh, by the way, the, la- the George Buck Flowers has now been in three of, of our last five podcasts. <laughs> what? Four out of our last seven well, he was in the Back to original Back to the right. Future, right? Back to the Future Two, Back to the Future. But that three. was one podcast. And then, all right, so okay, that is correct. <laughs> okay. Uh, George Buck Flowers, uh, most famously known in his career for the line "Crazy drunk drivers, crazy from, drunken pedestrians." Oh, yeah. Both those lines from Back to the Future <laughs> One, Two, and he also made an appearance in. <laughs> all right, so uh, Drifter George Buck Flowers yes. uh, did the Back to the Futures. Uh, in this movie, he just it cleans up. He cleans up well. Well, not yet. At the end. He does this all the fucking time. Spoils the ending. 90 minutes in advance every goddamn time. That's why we got the bubblegum line out at the beginning. Right, I I had to do it. it (laughs) So So, we just had to burst the bubble on that one. So, uh, George... (laughs) George George Buckflower. Buckflower. Uh, He uh, he was the, the... Most notably in the Back Future movies. However, if you look him up, he's done 70... At a minimum, B movies. Wow. Here's the only this one the you've Glenn, Glenn ever heard. Of. Glenn lists them here. Okay. No, I, I, I wrote down three. Okay. <laughs> Munchie? Remember Munchie? Oh, okay. Mac and Me. Mac and Me. <laughs> and Starman. Another John Carpenter film. Yes. Yeah. So uh, he then got his... I don't want to look at Owen anymore. He's just looking at me <laughs> accusingly every time I talk. <laughs> Uh, so now I'm trying to decide if we should talk about uh, John Carpenter used a uh, pen name. Well, Frank Abagnale. 
Yes, I read that. Oh, really? I wasn't sure if it was an appropriate time. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about Actually, let's talk about that real quick, because this is a point where Dre has not heard, but we'd like to announce that he was the winner. Of our contest? Yes. Uh, Frank Abigail was actually the real Frank Abigail, was a contestant in our contest, and you chose Edward James Omos. Edward James Omos won, and the three of us, not you, because you will not come down for this, We'll get to hang out with Edward James almost on April 25th at the Brady Auditorium, and we will get to go backstage and meet him, because he will be speaking in the Osmes podcast winner. You have this look on your face like you're shocked. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you telling me that you're going to have Edward James almost on your podcast? No. I'm telling you that, well, yes. Well, I'm telling you we will interview him briefly. Uh, he will not be the sit down with us for an entire <laughs> But we will definitely be speaking with Edward James almost. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Edward James Olmos. I liked Selena's dad. (laughs) Big big Selena's dad's fan. Big Selena. What about Stan and Deliver? I'm a big fan of Stan and Deliver. These kids? These kids. You know what he loves? Calculus. What is calculus? You know what he loves? (laughs) Running scared. Was he You're mad that I was no, he was not. You're mad that I was right. You, were, I don't believe that you didn't Google it. I, I offered to show you the proof. Mm-hmm. You can backwards your proof in your oh iPhone and tell you what. I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> Seven days, Seven days <laughs> and counting. All right. So the basic premise of this movie, uh, because I have a feeling at some point Owen's going to start throwing weapons at me. Yeah. Uh, is that Roddy Piper? Uh, ends up finding a box full of sunglasses. Well, he finds sunglasses. He can't believe it. It's like, this is the source of the riot, is these sunglasses. He's going through this church to find what was the secret. There's no drugs. There's no. There's nothing else, no evidence there of, of why these police would come and attack these people. But there's these boxes of sunglasses, sunglasses and sunglasses, and piles and piles of sunglasses. What is the deal here with these sunglasses? And, and they're, they're sort of a stereotypical blue, sort of black, dark black sunglasses. They're just the cheapest glasses that you could find at a gas station for like three bucks. There's nothing There's special about box. Them. By the way, in 1980s, the cheapest pair of sunglasses you could find at a gas station was like 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different time. <laughs> I don't remember Blue Locker, but... In, in, inflation went the opposite way on sunglasses <laughs> in the last 20 years. Did you remember you could... Yeah, I mean, you could not... Well, we'll talk about that later. Um, so, yeah, he's got these, these, these glasses, and, you know, he's just walking down the street, and it's kind of sunny out, so, you know, hell, put them on. What, what, you know... So he puts them on, this out. and he sees these signs. Something's well, not right. He, his vision's a little bit blurred. He's starting to see black and white. He looks up, and the billboard that he's normally looking at changes to the word obey. Submit. Money. Money is your God. Read. Sell your magazines. He goes up to this, uh, this magazine stand, and um, he's looking at all the magazines. And what would normally be a magazine to you and me is now this white piece of paper with one singular black text word. Obey. Again, submit. Breed. Consume. These words. What is going on here? This is just strange. I don't get it. He looks up, and what does he see, Michael? He sees a man holding money. <laughs> Your name. Well, I guess it is what, Michael. What, what does it say? What is on that say? money? It, it says, says instead of this it, is your God. Instead of in God we trust. Something. Is strange. And then he looks California. up at the man. It's more than just this podcast. It's more than just you. 
So he looks up at the man, and what does he, he see? He's some, he's, is this some weird turtle person? I would have described it in a number of different ways, but now that I heard a turtle person, I don't need to, because that is dead on. That is what he was. He was a little turtle person. And then so he's staring at him, and the guy gets all offended that he's staring at him. What are you staring at? Did you ever yell at anyone for staring? No. Like, just gotta look away. You just look away. Have any of us ever been a robot? <laughs> I mean, we, they obviously are alien robots have different reactions. I mean, how would you classify what they were? Uh, definitely an alien. I alien robot? Robot. No. Well, they had the robot look, though. So I mean, you uh, gotta. No. You guys go fuck yourself. <laughs> it was an alien thing. I want to keep Owen now. I want to keep crazy. <laughs> and they go. I got one that can see. <laughs> and so eventually they, they realize that he can see. So yeah. they communicate with each other. They communicate with each other. These little watches, yeah. Ryan Piper starts freaking out because he sees weird things. He uh, proceeds to uh, get into a fight with cops. He takes guns. <laughs> he fucking shoots a cop. And he he shoots two cops. But, but they weren't real cops. They were, they were, they were, they were alien, alien robots. Alien cops. So the law, he just shot a cop. <laughs> and um, as the police are chasing after him, he ends up in a parking garage. He ends up in a parking garage, finds a businesswoman, an 80s businesswoman, kidnaps her, and tells her, I'm not going to hurt you. Just take me to your apartment. I got to hide. Did, did she have I think she actually was an alien. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. It's a great blue Can we agree? This was the stupidest part of the movie. Uh, no, I would. I would agree to disagree on this one because this was the awesomest part of the movie. See, okay, so random crazy eye girl sneaks him out of the garage because he's got a gun to her. Yeah, takes him home. Yeah, offers herself basically sexually. I'll do anything, <laughs> and then. I won't. You forgot about, about the gay neighbors who are concerned about her <laughs> and Hawaiian shirts. So obviously, if you have a Hawaiian Maybe shirt, Terry Garvin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrestling reference! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! What's Terry Garvin? What's a Terry Garvin? <laughs> um, so yeah, so she's only doing this as a ruse to uh, distract him because once he turns his back on her, she takes a bottle of champagne, cracks him over the head, pushes him out, him out the window, plane the window. Down off the balcony she over swerves, this giant mountain. No. She swerves him twice. First of all, first of all, and let's let's go through the fact that he happened to kidnap the one human who has an interest in the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's discuss that. Yeah. Secondly, as they're in the apartment, she's completely submissive, and then she realizes she has the one guy who can bring down her whole operation. <laughs> yeah. He's got him. Was she truly submissive, or was she using it as an opportunity I'm to sure make a ball? using it as an opportunity. Okay. But she brought back to her place the one guy who could bring down the whole operation. So logically, what she would want to do is hold him there. Right? So if you, right. Until, just, like, her guys can Because she has the watch. Yeah. That was the one That's logical in the movie. She's got the... She's got the ladies' That watch. was the one logical, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Everything about that scene did not make it. Yeah. But it was awesome seeing Piper going through a plate glass. Yeah, window. yeah. So again, by the way, way, was the only reason that scene took place. Just to set up to go down. Flies the through the window, rolls yeah. down. Do you think Piper actually took that bump? No, I didn't no, think so. No. But, uh, but who would? I mean, if Piper wouldn't, who is the sub man that would? <laughs> like, seriously. All right, let's just kind of, let's have a break in the action here, as okay. the real monsoon would say. Let's, mm-hmm. discuss, let's discuss some things about this. First of all, 
Let's discuss some of you guys' favorite quotes. Do you guys have any favorite quotes on paper or written down in your There's head? one earlier where Piper like says, that's like pouring perfume on pig. How about, you need a Brazilian plastic surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel bad because all I wrote down for the next one was Tooth Fairy. And I remember it was hilarious, but I don't remember the exact quote. I remember um, my favorite line in the movie is, the very last uh, line in the movie, when the uh, aliens become visible to all the humans, and uh, that one guy is having sex with the other girl, yeah. and, and she sees an alien, and she freaks out, and he goes, what's wrong, baby? <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 so you bastards died just like we do. <laughs> okay, so a story about the last scene, where the, the, they're, they're in bed, and the, it's yeah. the only topless scene in yeah, the you movie. Mean, yeah. You mean the last 30 seconds they decided to just throw kids in the Funny story about that. So, uh, I, I watched half of this at home, and then the day ended up in such a way that I ended up watching the last half in the parking lot of a grocery store. <laughs> so, uh, I got a very weird text about that, and I looked at That's, that's usually how I watch my movies. <laughs> so, I'm like, there's nothing, up. I mean, there's profanity in this movie, but there's obviously not going to be any here to it. It's So, I'm sitting there eating my vegetable rolls, and I'm going, oh, okay, I'm like, oh, shit. There's a half-naked woman, and she was riding her It wasn't like a flash. Yeah. She was riding children yeah. walking by. I looked, I looked at Carlson, and I was like, this is the most random use of boobs ever. <laughs> <laughs> the very last scene. Why do you wait till last scene? All right, how about this? Mama don't like tattletales. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just repeat, just let everybody know that every single one of these lines that we're repeating ends with a shotgun blast exactly. through the alien skull. Exactly. Brother, life's a bitch. I was just about to say that. And she's in back in heat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's actually uh, after they leave the apartment, after that he gets he thrown out the window. Shortly thereafter, he gets into a brawl with with, with Keith David. Yeah. Uh, and we finally get to some wrestling moves. All right, before we before we get to that, who would throw away first of all a good white man? <laughs> I wait a minute. I, That's okay. what it works. Yeah, I know. It's not work. But as I was watching that scene with Roddy Piper digging through the dumpster, I was I was wait. Is this the movie where they say that line? Oh, I was waiting for somebody to say that. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to give the floor to Carlson because Carlson became is a very big fan of Keith David. I found tonight, <laughs> and he will tell you many random facts. Keith David happens to be from Hobo Camp. It's uh, and from the Union Job. Mm-hmm. This is Piper's friend. Yeah, and uh, he. Also become, we'll talk about the fight scene in a second, but he is the second build actor. Yes. Carlson, lay some knowledge about Keith David. As, you man, laying as, as a married man, you make certain compromises. Mm-hmm. And one of my compromises is watching the late night talk show called Monique. Mm-hmm. And heard of it. recently... <laughs> uh, this, by the way, is also a segment we have on our podcast called Shit My Wife Makes Me Watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, Keith David. He was on the recently. Hasn't heard this subject? My wife. Uh, recently, Keith David was on the show, and apparently he knows six different languages, and he's like, he sings jazz standards, like he's famous for singing these jazz standards in six different languages, and he's, and then all of a sudden, he plays, he was in a Vietnam vet, he played that, not only in Platoon, but also in Men at Work, one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, this guy is... Very diverse. <laughs> like he's super educated, super yeah. great actor, and then he plays. Now, 
a Vietnam vet yeah. or a construction worker. Like he, they don't give him the powerful roles. Anyway, go ahead. The, the whole time I'm watching uh, Keith David is, um, I'm thinking he does voiceovers. For, yes, is it every an insurance show. company? Yes. Or oh, I got a bombshell for y'all. He just did the voiceover for the WWE History of WrestleMania. Oh, oh, I was like, oh, I just watched wow. it. I just because it's on Netflix and they just put it up and I was like right. well, that voice sound, I like I swear I just heard it like a day ago and then I was like oh my god that is the narrator of the Wrestlemania documentary uh, so we're about to come to the fight scene the famous fight scene I'm gonna be honest with you it's five minutes and twenty seven seconds long. It was really long. Yeah. I was very him. slow. We were, was, we were running very behind tonight and I looked at him and I said and we both had already no. read You no. fast forwarded through the scene. Okay, good. But I looked at him and I said, I'll be honest, I said, We're running very late and because uh, apparently when you rent from iTunes it takes like an hour and a half to download. What? No, I downloaded from iTunes too. It took like thirty it took thirty five minutes. Holy crap. Yeah. Hey, you're a bitch about to blink normal uh, internet connection? That's fine. <laughs> it took 35 minutes. Okay. Uh, in that time... I think it took Netflix a shorter amount of time to send me the DVD than probably it took. <laughs> uh, in that time, we, we watched uh, The Rock's uh, all of his promos from the last uh, month and a half. Oh, I thought he had like, all of his promos of all time. No, we I, re- I recorded all of okay. them for Carlson so we could, he could be up to date WrestleMania. Because oh. I think about my friends. Carlson, he he's a he's a trooper. He will watch uh, WrestleMania with us. Hey, did so, you get to the the hump part? We're still talking about. So anyway, so I looked at Carlson and I said, "Hey, maybe we could fast forward because we both had read the, the notes. We both knew how long this fight was going to take." Mm-hmm. He said, "Give it two minutes. <laughs> it's going to get good in two minutes." <laughs> uh, no, he said, "Just we'll, we'll see how we'll see how it plays out." Mm-hmm. We watched the entire thing. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. a great fight scene. Uh, was it all three weeks? Did they say it was three weeks they worked on it? That's no, what no, 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 I didn't say it. Originally, it was only supposed to be 20 seconds in the movie. No, but I heard they worked on it. Like, they yeah, no, they did. Like three well, weeks. this is what happened. Was It was going to be a 20-second blip. Yeah. They did a rehearsal, and Piper wanted longer, and John Carpenter let him go longer, and he said, you know what? Rehearse it. I like it. Let's keep it. <laughs> Carpenter said, let's make this movie freaky. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just go. That was the thing. <laughs> and then... Let's go round table. What's your favorite part of the fight scene, Owen? Uh, I really appreciated that they copied move for move Steamboat Flare 2 <laughs> in this fight what? scene. You are not lying. Let's go to you. No, actually, the back body drop. Off the it looks like it hurt a lot. Yeah. I just, I, I like the uh, psychological struggle about why Piper is fighting and how badly he wants him to put uh, on the glasses. So let's go, uh, <laughs> like, for, that, for that, I noted... This was a put the sunglasses on pole match. Yes, it was, it was, but it was the opposite. Right, it was force the sunglasses on your opponent. Yes. match. It was basically yeah, the, yeah, the, win, the yeah. winner. You have to win by putting your sunglasses on, on the opponent. I know what your favorite part is. Let me say it. There was a point where they were both supine on top of each other. One, yes, one prone. Uh, there. I, I never, they I were never, have sex I never heard the point. past tense of supine before, <laughs> but um, that is correct English. He was. He was doing the worm. I wish y'all could see his hands right now. He was doing the worm. I don't know if you can see it any better. not a video camera. <laughs> he was doing the worm, but with his knee, he would come down on Roddy Roddy Piper's crotch, yeah. frankly. He did like five times. Yeah, you're like, this looks, this this looks, looks, yeah, this looks less of like Friday. <laughs> so, the ultimate end result. wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate 
result of this scene is that uh, his his friend, uh, yes, who gave him a week's pay before Roddy Piper started trying to kick his mm-hmm. ass. Good toss, by the way. There's one week. Oh, great toss, right? It's a box. Right in the bucket. Yeah, it's a box. Nothing but net. It's a box for his thing. I mean, let's just be accurate. It's a box. Right, thank you. Anyway, uh, they, uh. I'm listening to you. (laughs) Every time you look at me, I feel you're about to kill me. No, that's love. Uh. Anyway, they, uh, they ultimately become friends again because Ruddy Piper forces them. He wins the match. Yeah, and uh, match by putting the sunglasses on his opponent. Uh, they decide to go rent a hotel because mm-hmm. that's what friends do. They rent, they live they rent a hotel. Room. I they appreciate you by, by the hour. You're missing a huge <laughs> part of the story. They don't just put sunglasses on each other and then go bang in a hotel room. They, dude, he puts sunglasses on and he enlightens them to the fact that there's aliens and they are living among them. He this is a huge, a huge enlightening. This is a huge revealing. He enlightens I mean, it's a life-changing moment. Right, so what, you, life. And, and you know, you guys are both wanted by the cops. You're the most wanted man in Los Angeles. You guys got to hide somewhere and kind of gather your thoughts about what's going on with the planet that I thought that I knew. Even though Roddy Piper killed, like, 20 people, do you think he was really the most wanted man in Los Angeles? He's a white dude with long hair. He's fine. <laughs> it's a different universe, man. So they, they're hanging out at the hotel. <laughs> and they, they have some beers, they chill a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then there's like this confessional thing. Yeah, it's Roddy, Roddy weird paper story about being molested. I guess, I guess it seemed like... How did I miss that? Have you read anything about his past? Like when he was 15, he ran away from home and yeah. he started wrestling? Yeah, so they're like, like, how much of this is real and how yeah. much of this isn't real? Well, it's like, hey, Carpenter, hey, Carp. I'm just going to run with some stuff. You can keep it if you want. Let, let the film roll, man. I noticed he had Piper had a wedding ring on in the scene. Did yeah. he have a reference being married? In no. Uh, the deal was is that he refused. He just got married. He refused to take his wedding ring off for it because he felt that would be a sacred like, so break in the trust. Okay. So he informed him to take the wedding ring off. He's so a lifelong vegetarian, and she eats a burger in Pulp Fiction. Piper <laughs> can't take off his goddamn finger. Uh, he told John Copper absolutely that no, that's the no, one thing not. we're not doing the movie. And Unbelievable. So there's actually like many scenes you see the wedding ring. Okay, here. we're talking about Carpenter. We're talking about Piper. Here's a scoop. He met him reportedly at WrestleMania three. So I heard that. I guess he thought that he was just the guy for the job. So yeah. I think they didn't want anybody to Hollywood, or maybe they just couldn't well, afford like anybody had, to like Hollywood. He had years on him. Like, he wanted somebody that didn't look Hollywood. I think like, we read the same Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. I, I'd like to confess that I wrote that Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's wrong to everybody. Uh, His name isn't even Keith David. It's David Keith. <laughs> I right. thought that seemed weird. That's that's a Tucker movie. <laughs> All right, so basically, uh, they end up meeting up with their the, the preacher esque character from the church. He no, preacher's oh, dead. Preacher, well, preacher's I'm dead. talking about the, the church guy, the community service, the community guy. service yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, concerned yeah, yeah, about yeah. the camp, yeah. soup yeah. kitchen guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Before we get in there, one of my favorite scenes is when he goes up to the door. The guy, there's this sort of bearded big guy. He looks yeah, at and he goes, like he points at his eye, and he goes. Uh, hey, brothers, there's something new going down. And he points at his eyes because there's the, the glasses are old are old hat. Yeah, uh, they got uh, they have contact lenses. Well, there. but are you it's ahead? Like because they, because when they're in the church when they go there, that they said we just got these in tonight. When they yeah, walk up to the door, yeah, the guy points at his eyes. Right, 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 right. top of the so, shot. So, yeah. so you said that I'm going back. You were incorrect. So they have this meeting. No idea what's going on. 
So they end up going to this meeting because the guy approaches them. Soup kitchen and guy. He approaches them in the hotel. He invites them to this meeting. They go in, and the contact situation happens. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they get raided by the uh, LAPD. But this time, blazing, blowing everyone away. Blazing, blazing auto machine guns. Uh, they kill most of the people. Yep. Uh, but Piper runs into his old redheaded friend, his old ginger girl. Holly! Holly! Did we figure out what was wrong with her eyes? I think yeah, maybe she's she just blessed with beautiful eyes. She's a ginger. Somehow, 50% of this of this podcast. tiger. Anyway. Hey, you guys call me out on being a dago. I can call you two out on being gingers. Apparently, I'm the only normal one. Uh, anyway, uh, so this starts the, this starts the war. Piper and his friend have they have to fight their way out of it, fight their way through the streets. Eventually, they end up yeah. in some kind of tunnel system. Yeah, they figure out how to use the watch to get the escape system that the uh, aliens use, and they find this little. Uh, they use the the watch, and they have this escape pod, and they jump down this hole, and they end up in the uh, Channel under seven. Yeah, the underground tunnels that the aliens uh, used to travel between, and um, basically the. Uh, uh, the the home uh, turf, the home uh, evil layer of these aliens is Cable Channel 52. 50, was it 57, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was 54. It was in the 50s. It was, it was, a, it was a UPN network. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely UPN. Uh, it used to be WB. Well, if it, was, if it was from when Dre and I were growing up, it was Channel 66. <laughs> <laughs> WCIU. WCIU, Channel 66. Uh, love to run the Jeffersons a lot. Uh, Still do. Not bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, they uh, they run it. They end up in the cable system. Uh, Piper figure out what's going on pretty quick. They meet Red. He's cleaned up very nice. Red is cleaned yeah. up nice. He's a Republican. Oh yeah, they're at the meeting. They're at the meeting of Richies. Red meeting of Republicans. Aside. Yep. Red takes him aside. They discuss these things. He he happy that they're ready to make some money. Wish they were a little better dressed. But they yeah. Can take- uh, he ends up. They end up. Deciding that they're gonna fuck Red up or uh, buck up. <laughs> buck. We're gonna fuck buck up. We're gonna fuck up. Wait, 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 wait. In the end, he got away. He did get away. Nobody ever. No one ever mentioned. Yeah, Buck just he disappears. They, yeah. they they blow a hole. They grenade the, the studio. They go after. The I have a theory about what happened to Buck. Okay, can I talk yeah, my theory about what happened? Okay, so uh, thirty minutes later, uh, not to ruin the end of the movie here, but. 30 minutes later, Piper blows up the satellite and reveals to the world that the aliens are really aliens. I think that's There's actually no all we have to say about the movie. Yeah, that's about yeah, the end that's of the movie. And now the, the aliens... Now, I'm sorry, now the, now the humans are looking at all the guys who sided with the aliens earlier and are like, fuck you, motherfuckers! We're gonna string you up and skin you bitches! You sold us out! And I think I think that he turned into... Uh, turned, got put into an internment camp. Yeah. Much like the Japanese, and just like the Japanese. Japanese. I agree. That basically ends it. Uh, Piper blew up the the satellite, but he dies. Well, presumably, but he doesn't. He dies his own way. How does he die? Blazing birds. And what does he do? The big middle finger. Stone cold. Stone cold. Stone cold. Stone cold. Stone cold. Oh my god! It's stone cold. <laughs> he just flips the birds. <laughs> Double. Uh, Double, Double guns. guns. Double guns. Blazing. So, so the, ending oh, very, uh, the ending was very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, ahead. the ending, yeah. Yeah, they kind of go through like where people are starting to see the aliens, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, as we mentioned earlier, the last scene just has random boobs. Usually yeah. if a movie's going to have boobs, it's all the way through. This movie just random at the end. I, I really like the scene right before the boob scene. 
uh, where uh, they did a uh, satire on uh, Cisco and Ebert. Yeah, <laughs> it was well, like, aliens, the aliens were Cisco and Ebert, and they were talking about George Romero and, and uh, yeah, that that was very tongue, yeah, yeah, very tongue. I like the guy at the bar. He's like, yeah. Has there ever been yeah. another film in history? Where somebody may actually makes fun of the director by name. Yeah, I think it's in Gremlins. I think in Gremlins too. It's like about Joel Schumacher. It's fun of the movie critics before, but never like that. More specific. Never did the director have balls enough to have their own name mentioned. Yeah, yeah, that's like really ballsy. Do you think this movie should have had the song "I Wear My Sunglasses at Night" by Corey Hart? Yeah, I say if they ever mention this in "I Love the '80s" or like pop up video, they're they're gonna throw together clips of this movie with that song in the background. Hey, oh, do you think this movie holds up? I think it's actually very timely with our with the current. I think I think if you take the movie on a whole. And it really it is phenomenal. It is, it's fine. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I don't know if phenomenal is the word I'm going to use. I think, I think that it's... A, it has a pretty I think large it's a, cult I think following. it's a phenomenal idea. I think that it was executed poorly. And I think that if you tried to fix it, you would ruin the movie. It's like a triple, like... Well, it's like a, it's like a, it's a perfect storm of, like, bad movie. But bad because acting. Because it's bad acting. <laughs> and because it's so bad that it's good. And if you tried to clean it up, you would ruin it. Why do you think the acting was bad? Well... Okay, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you. Oh, I have a question for you too, because you guys are the wrestling podcast guys. How does this movie compare to Shutter Speed? What? As far as it is, Shutter Speed. Are you serious? Yes. What Shutter Speed is? Did you guys never watch Nitro? Uh, <laughs> is this a Roddy Piper movie from no. TNT? What is the Sting movie that they played after every night? Oh, oh, yeah, the one where he was a cop. I can tell you why I never saw it. It's Cindy Crawford, right? I yeah, no, no, Daisy Fuentes. Daisy Fuentes, yeah. You asshole! Steve Bourne and Daisy Fuentes. I, 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 I frame a question because I think, oh, I'm going to oh. throw a bone to the wrestling guy. No, wow. I can tell you why. Because I would watch Nitro Alive and then I would immediately watch my recording of Raw. On Monday nights. I would watch Star Speed. <laughs> Me too. There's a lot of shit that happened in 98-99 that I do not remember. <laughs> I thought at least... I was, I was drinking a lot of five-hour energy drinks during those two years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. If you know what I mean. Ah... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wow! Wow! I thought I was Thanks for schooling us. I thought I was giving a softball to the no, rest of you guys. I feel like I this. By the way, this part may not you cane us. This by the way may not be on their podcast. So yeah, of course, Shutter Speed, the movie with Steve Borden and uh, Daisy Fuentes. Yeah, this, <laughs> it, 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 it holds up somewhere in there. It, it's it's between there and. Uh, yeah. And uh, return from Muscle Mountain. Or so, uh, the only reason I ask is because they literally would alternate on Mondays between They Live and Shutter Speed. Those were the two movies that... For, and they only did for like about a year, but almost every time after Nitro, you got one of those two movies. And it was the only filler between that and the Nitro replay. Did you say Thunder in Paradise? Yeah, what was the Hogan movie made for TV movie? Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, they had long hair. Yeah, but they were not, uh, they were not running Thunder in Paradise at that point. And so what about that other deal. movie with DDP, where DDP was an assassin? <laughs> they, that, you was like, that, that was all later. <laughs> you remember that one? Yes, I do. That came out later. There was a good program. They were not running any Hogan movies because he was the heel. And they really alternated between these two movies because it was when Piper had just like was going against NWO. So every, I always watched the, the tape Nitro, so what I would do is I would go from Raw, and I'd go to TNT to see what shit movie they had to get me to the tape Nitro because I didn't have the DVR, because it wasn't invented. 
So that was my that was my I watched Raw shit WCW wrestler movie, even though I'd seen it constantly over mm-hmm. and over again, and then take Metro. Hmm. No, that that little our little uh, mistake will stay in there because we actually have listeners who keep a log of all of our mistakes. <laughs> I, I'm one of them. I change my name frequently, but I like to. I mean, I know it's a big enough one. I'll call you on. You let me come on and call you on on there, yeah. which happens. Uh, okay, so wrestling history, Piper. This was '88. We actually just did WrestleMania four uh, show, and he was not on WrestleMania four. He had '87. Had his match with Adrian Adonis mm-hmm. and was retired for, I don't know if it was the first. I, he, it's he his quit, first. He quit to go to Hollywood. He, yeah, he quit to go to Hollywood. Two years, and he would come back a year later after this at, in 89 at WrestleMania 5 mm-hmm. uh, to do a Piper's Pit segment. Okay. Uh, so, me, me as a non wrestling fan, he had. He held like thirty some belts, but he never was a champion. He was never the uh, WWF. What's your guys' favorite Roddy Piper match of all time? Uh, I have none. Uh, really? My favorite is the one with David Keith. This <laughs> movie. <laughs> so what? I would do do research to find. What, what is your favorite? Days. I'll tell you. What, I'll, I'll try to think of mine. I, it kind of put me on the spot, but yeah. What, what's your? Just starting out while you're talking. I'll think. I love the uh, WrestleMania three. I like that one too. You know why? You know why? It's it's not, it made me First of all, yeah. I didn't get WrestleMania three. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my neighbors down the street. I got to watch it a week later because they had gotten it. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I, we we weren't out about our wrestling, and mm-hmm. they didn't worry wrestling fans. Their dad just liked to be the guy in the neighborhood who got everything and pay for me was new. <laughs> what a dick! Oh, Did was. he eventually go on to drive a Hummer? No, you know who he was like he was a fireman. I just thought about this. Oh, it's okay. Uh, no, Fred Gasparovic. I'm a oh, okay awesome name. name there. <laughs> Fred Gasparovic here. Gasparovic. Uh, Dodge. Gasparovic. He, uh, he hit me. He's the one who hit the, me in the eye with the ball. Who else gave me tickets to the first Cub game? Oh, anyway. Uh, so, the, but I did watch Superstars right before. If you remember at the time, or USA, yeah, it was Superstars in USA, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they would do the lead-in yeah. like, from Detroit. And Piper gave the interview about how his kids, when he goes home, his kids, and I still remember, I've not seen it since that day, but I remember it to this day. Uh, his kids ask me every time he goes home, Daddy, when are you coming home? And, and I tell him, I don't know. I'm, this is a life. And he like, went this whole thing about how... Deal with it, five-year-old. And he basically, it was basically, at the time, I didn't realize this, but conceding why he was going to lose this match. And I didn't think about it at the time, because I was, what, eight? Yeah. But in reality... Now when I think back to the memories I have of this interview, he was basically giving a promo that I'm going to lose this match for my kids so I can spend time with them. Hmm. And fuck you guys, I'm telling you exactly what the ending is. And then I was yet surprised a week later when I watched it on tape. And he won. Yes, he did. I like that match too. I, I really do like that match. I love it. I, I love the fact that it ends in a sleeper hold. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if that's really was was his finisher move or it was not. It was not. I just love, I, I, I love the finisher. Cool. If you remember, Brutus was with Adonis at the time. Brutus' big turn. I, I can tell you why that happened is because um, they were in a tag team match together against Piper and somebody else, and um, Adrian Adonis the whole time was threatening, I'm going to cut Piper's hair, right. I'm going to cut Piper's hair. So they get this guy down, and, and he starts cutting his hair. All of a sudden, he, he realizes, oh, shit, I was cutting Brutus's hair. Oh, huge mistake. Brutus got his hair cut. Yes. He's pissed. He's like, dude, and we're supposed was, to be partners. That was F the ultimate you, sacrifice because his hair was like shit. I mean, yeah. his hair was bad. He was <laughs> really bad. So what, I mean, what makes Roddy Roddy Piper memorable at all as a wrestler? Like, would it be his it's promos from Piper's promos. Promos. Okay. Entirely. Well, entirely. that's where the whole bubblegum line came from was John Carpenter said, give me some of your best lines yeah. that you never used. 
And that was one of them. <laughs> and that's where the, it was completely ad-libbed. And it wasn't in the script. He just, in that section, he, all, a lot of these lines, he just said, give me some of the lines you've never used, but you always want to use in wrestling. And Piper had a list. Cause wow. If you watched 1998, or 1997, 1998, WCW, you knew that he would do promos off of a email. <laughs> which was the same forward I got. I remember distinctly a Bill Clinton, uh, top ten things yeah. that Bill Clinton said, Mike Walensky. He literally pulled out an, a, a printer paper and read off it on Live Nitro. We've talked about how much we hate Piper. Actually, he, he has talked about how much he hates Piper. You always have. Well, I mean, I'm 98, but you always have. I mean, on the podcast. Stuck up for him. Yeah, no, I'm talking about yeah. that. On the podcast, I listen. Yeah. You have always stuck up for him, and, and Owen has always shit on him. I, I'm, I'm halfway. I'm 50-50. It depends on what year we're talking about. We're talking about 87 Piper. Fuck yeah, I'm on board. We're talking about 97 Piper. I'm going to let that train pass on by. Right. Well, what Cat, as a person who has on publicly shit on Piper... What are your thoughts about like Piper as a whole? Because you have you have more than not not like Piper. I find some of his racially charged uh, moments a little off. But, um, <laughs> okay, is that is that the, and that, that it really taints? Is that the basis? It's because of the Mexican workers. I, I think. No, I could, but is that the basis behind your not like? Probably, I, I have a hard time being. Uh, you know, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just trying to... I guess that's what he was famous for. Like, he made these comments when he was wrestling in Los Angeles. Did you guys know about this? Like, he would, like, his big thing was, like, to make fun of the Mexicans. He had become the bad guy. The Probably. It doesn't surprise me. No, it, it, the, the big one is the Bad News Brown match where he comes out. Right. You, you, you that's that's that, yeah. Um, da- Ted dancing on everybody. <laughs> yeah. When you but yet, but yet... <laughs> Yeah, oh, 1910. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like the entire culture of America has, I has found, decided that this is racist. Exhibit. It's just, just now catching I up. I just fucked up my reference. I was just going to say, oh, I just realized it. I was going to say, yeah, Owen loves Made in America, but I couldn't, I couldn't pull the name of the movie. <laughs> did Roddy Piper do, did he do other movies? Yeah, he had yeah. a slew of movies that year. The second famous movie is this movie called... Uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Okay. Yeah. It's a crazy sci-fi movie. movie. I did enjoy that movie. And then he did a handful of other movies that were, I mean, like, okay, so it goes, They Live. They Live is a movie that a lot of people have heard of. Um, the next movie is, in, in as far as popularity goes, is Hell Comes to Frogtown. Frog and that's a movie that very few people have seen. And then there's a slew of other movies that people, I mean, I don't even think Roddy Piper could tell you the names of these movies. I mean, they were just... I, I don't even think they bothered the to put them on video. They oh, yeah. just, oh, they were definitely garbage. Absolutely. I mean, right. he, he never made Tooth Fairy. Or <laughs> well, let's discuss. Tooth Fairy grossed a lot of money. <laughs> well, all right. So let's re- kind of wrap up that yeah. portion of it. Uh, we've talked about the wrestling aspect, the mm-hmm. movie aspect of it. Uh, so, do you guys, I know you guys uh, have both separately and together been on our podcast. Do you guys have a top that? Uh, why don't you guys go first? Tell our listeners what Top That is. Yeah. Uh, Top That is a segment we do where it's just something that modern, uh, current day that you enjoy, that you think people should give a chance. That you know. Do you want to do a pro wrestling Top That? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to come up with Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> What's uh, something we, we don't ever talk about in new right. school wrestling? Well, yeah, let's do it. Okay. What, can we... Kind of do our segment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, that was fine. I was kind of in the middle you, of something. You, you do your top that. What's your top that? Top that. Awesome. Bacon. Oh. <laughs> I love bacon. And I think that everyone needs to give more respect to bacon. That's all I got. Okay. Carlson. I just uh, watched uh, Mystery Team. What's what's Troy's name? From uh, Community. He's. It's a horrible, horrible movie, but... 
it seems like it's like a just a step above homemade and has wonderful, wonderful lines. I'd at least give it ten minutes, and if you can't get through Mystery Team, it's available instant watch on Netflix. Um, that's my top ten for this week. All right, good. I'm looking forward to the off the cuff uh, wrestling time. I'm gonna actually go do an eighty. I'm gonna do a top that awesome eighty style. Uh, we've I'm sure have talked about Community, but Community is just a phenomenal TV show. Last week's the Pulp uh, Fiction, Fiction yeah, episode. I this because Carlos has not seen it. Uh, I tried to discuss it with him tonight and he has not seen it. And community, hands it's, down, uh, is, it's, it's crazy. I believe uh, my comment on this podcast was Community is the Parks and Rec of Parks and Rec and mm-hmm. Parks and Rec is awesome. Yeah. Do you have any pop culture top bats? Yeah. Um, I like this show called Community. But he hasn't seen it in two years, so. (laughs) It's got this guy who talks about uh, talk show clips. I think we're talking about the wrong show. Oh, wrong Joe McHale. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Uh, so pro wrestling top that. We're going to talk about Yeah, uh, something I really, really, really enjoyed lately. uh, The Rock. Top that. No, I really (laughs) enjoyed um, Tosh Poinot's. Uh, broadcaster or uh, web redemption of the wrestling guy. It's just really. Have you seen this? Really? No. It's just still they real. To me. It's, it's still real really, to me. But they so, do the wrestling, the actual wrestling guy. Coco B. Yeah, they there. put back that guy. They so it's not so real to me. the real, like the fan wrestling. Yeah, guy. yeah, the the fan, fan, they the brought him back. Yeah. They interviewed. Yeah. Him. yeah. So uh, the so, wrestling guy. The wrestling guy. I'm blown away that no one has sent me this link. You guys both. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I don't watch that. It's amazing. Tosh.0 does this thing, it's called a web redemption, where there's a famous video that millions and millions of people have watched, and he goes out and finds the star of that YouTube video, and brings him on and interviews him, and gives him five minutes to basically explain his story, and give his, <laughs> his side of what, what happened, and uh, gives him an opportunity to kind of redeem himself for being embarrassed in front of millions of people on the internet. So this guy's so, at some kind of forum, he's in a good name. So, so the deal with the YouTube clip is, he's at this, like, they have like this fan access fan fair. With, like, Terry Funk, and the fat dude uh, gets the microphone, and he says, uh, Hey, uh, I just want to thank you for putting your bodies through so much. It's still real to me, damn it! Right, and he starts crying. He starts crying. There's a guy who's rubbing his back. back. <laughs> Wait, no, I, I know that clip, but that's not the wrestling guy. Who's the wrestling guy? Do you mean the guy with the beard that's up front row? the wrestling guy. The ECW arena guy. Yes. My top fat would be... Uh, uh, I was I was eating and I looked up at a TV and the Miz was on the Weather Channel. And what the Miz? Miz is everywhere. The Miz is everywhere. He's on the Weather Channel. He was on but Nickelodeon last week when Jake was watching. Yeah. Um, the Cartoon Network. Actually. I want to go ahead and bring this up before we forget. There is um, there's the urban art featuring Andre the Giant that says "Obey," and yes. the artist based this off of this film. He what? He based the "Obey" he, urban art off of this film. Yes. The artist who did the graffiti yeah. in the film ended up ultimately doing the Obey Because I've seen the Obey thing. Yeah, that was, he based it because he was in this film and he didn't. Really? Yes. If you guys have an 80s MVP, I don't have anything else. You're out. You're, you're out. That's fine. Well, we, guess, we prepare for you guys. Okay. Cool. I guess mine is probably the uh, Rolexes. Like, <laughs> like, like, every TV show, yeah. every movie, everything was Rolex. Yeah. It was class. Yeah. It was class. Um, I, I, alright, for Ada, I mean, it's, it's obviously awesome, but, I mean, the mullets in the 80s were out of control. Piper's hair Absolutely. was so big. Oh, I have a good it was so big. I mean, it was like, made Patrick Swayze's hair look small. <laughs> alright, alright, has a good one. <laughs>
the uh, gray leather couch in the woman's apartment. Ooh. Oh, nice. Ooh. It looked like yeah. the Eddie Murphy jacket. Yes. <laughs> it's a gray it's a um, yeah. Mine is the fact that in the 80s, sunglasses can be a complete focal point for the movie. As, uh, Amy <laughs> Brock, came, 2011. The square ones they had in Asia, the blue blockers, as Amy mm-hmm. brought up when uh, Michael and I were watching the, uh, the Dwayne Wayne flip-ups. Yeah. There were all these different crazy yeah. types of sunglasses. Remember the, gla- the sunglasses was, with the leather? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't want it like to get in the side. Yeah, like it had like a Z yeah. up here, like a square yes. over here. Yeah. Good so, uh, a quick right. question. Grill them on soon with those prescription glasses? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, that's the for the Awesome 80s podcast. Your? I, I'm Owen and the Black Cat. I have one last quote that I would like to add right. on. We all sell out every day. Might as well be on the winning team. And you are? I'm Dre. Thanks Dre. for listening to the Dre Old School quote. Wrestling Podcast. Uh, wrong promo. <laughs> I'm Michael. I'm Lawrence because we're doing the Awesome Eighties podcast wrap up. Before we do the old school wrestling <laughs> podcast wrap up, did we talk about this? We kind of did. Just oh, I'm bringing this attention. all in at the end. Man, if we had the if we had the bottle pee, we wouldn't have to worry about yeah. this. Uh, this is Michael. <laughs> this is Lawrence. Roddy Piper rules. Fuck you guys. I'm out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Go! You still here? Don't don't worry about us. We'll be all right. It's over. Should you need us? Yes. Should you need us for any reason at all? Go home. Get out of here! Can't you see we don't want you anymore? Go. Hello, my name is Rowdy Roddy Piper, and I have come here to fight childhood obesity. So if you are a child, and I catch you eating unhealthy, I will fight you. Childhood obesity is an epidemic that can and will be stopped. But I'm not just fighting kids. I'm holding adults responsible, too. Billy, come get a bowl of delicious sugary cereal. Come get some delicious sugary cereal. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. All right, kids, we got these fatty hot dogs coming up in a second. Stop. Hey, the pipe! What's up, brother? How you doing? Thanks for coming by the bar. Just fatty hot dogs! Fatty hot dogs! And for my kids, I'll get two double cheeseburgers, a strawberry shake, and a chocolate shake. You want french fries with those, too? French fries? Or bad! So join me and help fight child obesity. I'm Roddy Pipe. I fight childhood obesity.
Get your maggots, this is Sergeant Slaughter from WWE and G.I. Joe, the real American hero. You're listening to the awesome 80s podcast. Don't touch the dial. That's an order.